I'm going to share with you my biggest wins, my biggest losses, my biggest takeaways. And I'm going to kind of break down this year into, as I go through the story of this year, I'm going to break down it into kind of three phases. Phase number one being the shock and change phase where a lot of season change and shock happened. And you'll understand more about that here in a second. Phase number two, the searching phase, the searching and questioning phase of the year. And then lastly, the new beginnings and looking ahead and forward to 2020 phase of this and how I've kind of done that and the new kind of things that happen towards the end of the year. You are now entering a new paradigm. So here is my issue. I wanted to find the answers to life's biggest questions. Things like, how do I become happy and live with purpose? How do I make more money doing what I love? And what does it mean to be truly successful in all areas of life? My name is Josh Forty, at Josh Forty on Instagram, and I ask life's biggest questions and share the answers with you. My goal is to help you find purpose, happiness, and open your mind to new realms of possibility by helping you think differently about everything you do, know, and understand. On this podcast, we think different, we dream bigger, and we live in a world without limits. This is a new paradigm. Welcome to the Think Different Theory. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Think Different Theory. My name is Josh Forty, and it is finally here, the end of 2019, and uh, the episode, the recap episode is here as well. I'm very, very excited for this episode because I'm going to be sitting down and recapping everything that happened in 2019. I did my final episode of kind of the normally scheduled uh, podcasts uh, a couple weeks ago. Took some time off for Christmas and New Year's, and uh, now I want to, to take the time to actually record this episode. It's going to be a longer episode. We're going to dive deep. And I want to go through and recap everything that happened in 2019, my biggest wins, my biggest losses, my biggest takeaways, what I learned. And uh, I got to be honest with you guys, 2019 was the most brutal, mentally challenging, uh, curveball, unexpected year of my life. There's absolutely no question about that. And for those of you that are following along, you know what I'm talking about from my brother dying to selling my business to going on a world trip to having to cancel the world trip and uh, just so many things, like so many things happened. And we're going to dive into that here um, and just kind of come recap that. But I want to start off by kind of saying I spent a lot of time preparing this episode. Um, I've written the outline for it. I have gone over kind of how I want to portray what I'm, I'm trying to say here. And uh, I've even tried recording it a couple of times. This is my second or third time recording it because I just I want to get it right. And I, I think my biggest fear is that people are going to think that in this episode, maybe I'm, I'm talking all about me or that I want you to feel bad for me or that you know, I'm trying to complain or make excuses. Like none of that is the case at all. This podcast ever since the beginning has been a place for me to ask life's biggest questions and share the answers with you. And little did I know that this year I would literally be asking some of life's biggest questions. I would be going through some of the most deep, deepest, darkest moments of my life, uh, my family's life, and just uh, having to go through things that really, really made me ask huge questions, questions my faith, question my beliefs, question my, my dreams, my goals, entrepreneurship, everything. And so the purpose of this episode is to share with you my journey, to share with you what I have found, to share with you what I've gone through in hopes that you understand that, listen, no matter what happens to you, no matter what your life looks like, you might not be able to control everything that happens to you, but you can for darn sure control how you respond to it. You can for darn sure control how you react to it, what you're going to do with your life and with your actions moving forward. And I think my biggest fear is that people are going to think I'm complaining. And my biggest hope is that 
excuse me, people see that I'm not complaining, but that I'm, I'm sharing this with you so that you can go and, and really free yourself and understand that no matter what you are going through, you have the freedom to control your actions, to control your mindset, and ultimately to control your life. Now, I have a lot to cover here. Like I said, um, I've gone through and I've, I've kind of written out a timeline of everything that happened this year, all, all the main uh, highlights of everything. And so I'm going to like really quickly, and I'm not going to spend any time on any of them. I'm just going to go through and like list them off in the order that they happened so that you kind of know like, wow, this was a whirlwind of a year. And then we're going to dive in. I'm going to share with you my biggest wins, my biggest losses, uh, my biggest takeaways. And I'm going to kind of break down this year into, as I go through the story of this year, I'm going to break down it into kind of three phases. Phase number one being the the uh shock and change phase where a lot of season, you know, change and, and, um, and shock happened. And you'll understand more about that here in a second. Phase number two, the, the searching phase, the searching and questioning um, phase of the year. And then lastly, the, the new beginnings and looking ahead and forward to uh, 2020 phase of this and how I've kind of done that and, and the new kind of things that happened towards the end of the year uh, for me. And like I said, uh, it's going to be a longer episode. I would say probably an hour. Maybe I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. I haven't recorded it yet, but um, I, I would encourage you to listen to it. Um, I'm going to give a, a quick recap here for, for our new listeners. Maybe for those of you that have never listened to me before or are brand new to the podcast. Um, my name is Josh Forty. Like I said, I started this podcast about a year ago. We've done over 150 episodes, uh, many of them with, uh, interviews with like very high level entrepreneurs and people that are very successful. And the purpose of this podcast is called Think Different Theory. And it's, um, me asking life's biggest questions and sharing the answers with you. I want to know what it means to be successful in all areas of life, in not just in business, not just within money, but in faith, in relationships, in health, in finances, in my personal life, in all areas. I, I want to know what that means and what that looks like. And uh, this year has been a year of struggle. And uh, this is just my story. I'm just documenting and documenting. And we've uh, had awesome subscriber growth. We had just under 100,000 downloads um, this year. And that includes after getting my Facebook account banned, uh, my my main promotion thing gone, like so many things happened this year, just, <laughs> excuse me, um, that just threw, threw like just hook in my plans, but uh, we still had almost hundred thousand downloads the first year, over 90,000. And I'm just so, so thankful and grateful for that. For those of you that are listening here, I'd ask you to listen to this entire, listen to this episode in its entirety, even if you have to listen to it in two or three sections, because, um, it's really important and I'm going to really get deep. I'm really going to get really raw, really vulnerable. And, um, I'm going to open up about some things that I haven't really shared, uh, maybe, and just, yeah, we're, we're going to see where this goes. Um, and I apologize in advance if I like tear up or get emotional. It's just, it's been a hard year. It really has. And I'm, I don't know where this episode's going to lead 100%, but uh, I'm just committed to recording it and putting it out there because I think that, I think that it's important. So here we go. Okay, let's dive in. So I'm going to quickly, quickly read through everything that happened this year, like the main key points of everything that happened in the order that they happened. And then we'll dive in. All right. So beginning of the year. January 1st, I launched my company. January 7th, I launched my podcast. Uh, January 28th, 29th, 30th, uh, 31st, and 1st, I go down to the 10X Growth Con. February 1st, which is the last day of 10X Growth Con, was my 25th birthday. February 3rd was the Super Bowl. My New England Patriots, who I'm a diehard fan of, they win uh, their sixth Super Bowl. Tom Brady gets his sixth ring. Um, February 18th, I go down to Nashville to speak at a pre-Funnel Hacking Live Mastermind event, have an awesome event down there. Uh, March 3rd, I get a phone call from my mom yelling, crying, screaming that my brother has passed away in a freak helicopter crash over in Kenya. More on that later. 
February, or March 14th, I am on my way to my brother's funeral. I'm driving, get caught in a terrible, terrible bomb cyclone snowstorm in the middle of nowhere. Um, I, luckily, we're by a church. I have to spend the night in a church. Me and Leah have to spend the night in a church with about 35 other people that were stranded without food. Um, and then the next morning, continue driving. Crazy, crazy scenario. Um, March 16th is my brother's funeral. We had to push it back a day because of the storm. Um, and the burial was the, the following day as well. Um, after I get back from that, I take a month off of work from my business. My business partner agrees to cover for me because I feel very, very lost. I go through a transitionary process. I start studying God, religion, philosophy. I get therapy. I fly home. I get family therapy with my family. My family goes through a, just a really, really, really hard time um, during that time, and we all feel kind of lost, especially myself. Uh, like I said, I study God and religion. Um, during that time, or I'm sorry, uh, on July 1st, I go through, I re, or I do another launch on my podcast. My podcast is still going at this point, but we launch and that we're announcing, um, or we announce that we are uh, launching guest interviews and we start interviewing two guests a week. They're no longer solo episodes. Um, I get to meet Logan Paul and I go to Offer Lab during this point as well. Steve Larson's Offer Lab. Um, in August, I do a social media blackout. When I get back from that social media blackout at the end of August, I announce that I'm selling my company and going to go on a world trip later this year. Um, still feeling very, very lost. I study more philosophy, more religion. Um, I run every day at the beginning of September. I run every day for two months straight and I document it all on Instagram. I become kind of like a minimalist and sell half my stuff, still trying to figure out what I believe and what I'm doing and what I want to do with my life. Um, I go to Offermind at the beginning of September and in the middle of September, I go to the Grand Canyon with Leah and then to Wisconsin and then to Chicago and then back home. I launched Selling with Confidence, which is my course uh, sales program thinking that that's going to get me out of my slump. Uh, doesn't, but I'm still very passionate about that. Uh, October 20th, I get rid of basically all my stuff, pack what I have left into a backpack and a, a suitcase and decide to travel the world for four months with Leah. Um, go to the, the Bahamas, then Hawaii, then Australia, then the Philippines, eight different islands in the Philippines. And then in uh, early December, I go through, I'm getting ready to do a launch with my uh, new Facebook group. I have three JV deals lined up with seven and eight figure entrepreneurs with a Funnel Hacking Live speaker. Amazing. We launch two days into the launch. We have 750 members and counting. We're on the track to do like a 2000 uh, member launch and Facebook deletes my account, shuts down everything and absolutely kills the launch. I have to kill all the funnel hacking live speakers. I lose uh, or and, and partnerships. I lose several thousand dollars, lose out on about $50,000 in revenue and am banned from Facebook for no reason. Um, during that time, uh, Leah, my girlfriend who I'm on the trip with, gets a parasite and two months into the world trip, it is an intestinal parasite that eats away at your insides and the doctors are like, you got to get her back to America immediately. So I have to cancel the, the last two months of my world trip. I fly back home. I land back home after 36 hours of travel, decide to stay here for a few months, wake up the next morning, Trump gets impeached. I decide that I'm going to go into politics a little bit more and get a little bit more vocal. And here we are. Okay. Wow. That was a lot. Like I said, a lot happened. But I tell you that just so that you know, a lot, a lot, a lot went down. And there's a lot more that we're going to dive into there. And huh, man, I felt like, sorry if that was long, but I really think that that's important. Okay. So as you can see, a lot happened. I went through a lot. I will say at the beginning of this year, I had one goal, pretty much. Start a business uh, with my business partner, build it, build it to sell, scale it to a million or multi-million dollar business within, one, or within two to three years, sell it. That was the goal. Had no other plans. Literally two months into that my whole entire life changed. I want to enter phase one now, which is the uh, shock and change phase is what I'm calling it. Because as I said, at the beginning of the year, 
I was entering a season of change, I thought. I had shut down and stopped selling courses. I had committed pretty much entirely to building an agency, a funnel building agency with my business partner at the time. And that was the goal. And so this was already a season of change for me, a season of focus, a season of doing less, and a season that I thought was going to be uh, a change for getting pretty wealthy, making a bunch of money. Not that money was the driving goal. In fact, my driving goal behind this was I wanted to learn how to build a business with systems and processes that allowed me to remove myself from the process and then sell the company. I had no desire to own an agency long term, but I thought, you know what? I think there can be a lot that, that uh, a lot can be learned from building an agency and a lot can be learned from building an actual business. And even though I want more of a personal brand business, uh, I think that I can learn a lot from this. And so since I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do yet, and since I had planned to start the podcast, um, I thought, you know what, while I'm getting the podcast off the ground, I'll build this, I'll use this to fund everything and um, you know, hopefully get a multi six or seven figure paycheck someday uh, in a couple of years at when we sell the business. And so I began down that road and started off great. Uh, I think in the month of February, I think it was the month of February, we did like over $60,000 in revenue. Um, we were on track for a really, really good start. And uh, everything was rock and rolling. And I thought I had life figured out. It was humming along. Things were good with Leah. Things were good with uh, the family for the most part. Things were good with my business partner. We were still figuring everything out. And then everything changed. On March 3rd, I was getting ready to go out to eat. And... Um, it was a Sunday night and my phone rang and it was my mom. And uh, my mom calls me often on the Sunday nights. We usually talk then. And uh, I was going to just pick it up and just tell her, hey, like, I'll call you after dinner. I'm going out right now and I'll you know, call you later. And when I pick up the phone, the only thing that I heard was just a blood curdling scream that I will never forget for the rest of my life. And my mom was just sobbing and screaming and crying on the other end of the phone. And all I heard was, he's dead. He's dead. Your brother is dead. And after a very short conversation um, and my mom telling me that she would call me back later, we hung up the phone and I fell to the floor in my kitchen and just started bawling. I screamed out to God. I yelled, no, no, how could you? And at that moment, the core of everything that I was shook. And I can't, like, like nothing can possibly prepare you for a phone call like that. And nothing can possibly prepare you for what comes after that. And the, the shock and like just the not knowing what to do and the questions that came along with that. Now, an important piece to the story that I'm not sure if I've mentioned before is that about, I don't know, maybe a week or two beforehand, I was messaging back and forth with my brother, Kyle. That was his name. Um, and and we were planning a trip together to go down to Texas to the South by Southwest uh, uh, event. And we were going to hang out. And we had just talked about how we were going to talk about God and talk about faith and talk about business and talk about ethics and like just some really deep stuff. And we were just making plans for that. And I had so many questions and I was looking so forward to finally being able to talk with my brother again because it had been months and months and months, over a year, I think, since we had really hung out and now that was gone. And now I couldn't do that. My brother left behind a five-year-old son, a wife with a baby on the way, and it really just shook me. And up until that point, I was an entrepreneur first. Up until that point, 
entrepreneurship and building businesses was at the core of what I did. And that's all I wanted to do was build businesses. And at that point, none of that really mattered. And I, it sounds so cliche when you just hear it, but when you experience it, it's the most uncliche thing in the entire world. Nothing else mattered but what was important. And at that point, the only thing that was important was family. And I have an interesting relationship with my family. I, um, I would say that like my relationship with my parents is good. My relationship with my siblings is interesting. I love them to death. They love me to death. But I wouldn't say my family and I are necessarily close up until this point. I was kind of the black sheep of the family. I was the one that kind of ran off and did my own thing. But at that point, I knew that I had to do whatever it took to get back to them and, and at least try my best to really just make sure that they were taken care of. And so I'm not going to dwell too much time on this because not only is it painful, but I, I, I have a lot to unpack. But I want you to understand that at this moment in my life and up until that day, the only plan that I had was to go build a successful business this year. That's it. That's all I wanted to do. That was going to be my definition of success and build my podcast, I guess. But that changed. But I didn't know what it changed to. It's just like imagine everything that you stand on and believe. Imagine like building your whole life up until your, this point of like your beliefs, your actions, where you live, what you do, who you're friends with, what you talk to, who you are online, who you are offline, your schedule. Everything in my life was built around entrepreneurship and building a business. So imagine your life is completely built all around something. And then all of a sudden, in an instant, the very, very core of you, the very, very belief of everything that you do is like broken and unsure. And you feel, feel like you've built your entire life around something that doesn't matter anymore. That's what I was going through. But at the same time, I didn't know why I was feeling like it didn't matter. Well, I mean, I knew like what was causing it, but I didn't know like the underlying reasonings behind it. I didn't know what I did believe or what I didn't believe. And I felt completely broken and completely lost. And so after the funeral, getting out to the funeral was a nightmare in and of itself, going through the bomb cyclone and getting stuck there. And that's a story for another time. But like going through that, I remember just sitting there and just like crying and just like screaming at God and just like going up. In fact, I'll never forget the, I think the most emotional, uncontrollably sobbing and upset I think I've ever been in my entire life was I was in uh, Colorado Springs, which is where the, the funeral took place. And we were outside of the, the church um, where the funeral was going to take place. And it was the night before. And there was a, a prayer ceremony where family and everybody went in there. And I was just like, I've never been so emotional in my life. I never knew I could feel such strong emotions in the way that I felt during that moment. I was just bawling my eyes out. I was crying like just like just uncontrollably almost. And there was so many people around. I mean, everybody was crying. I mean, it was a very, very emotional time. His, his body was there in a casket and the priest was praying. And and uh, I remember everybody left and I walked out to my car and I was alone and uh, I turned on my car and I just, I screamed at the absolute top of my lungs and just took my fists and just pounded the steering wheel like just as hard as I could I thought I was going to break the steering wheel honestly and was just like why God why and obviously I was screaming at the time like illegibly and uh, I did this for like five minutes ten minutes probably and actually my dad walked out behind me shortly afterwards he was the only one left I think in there and uh, he, he he heard me screaming in the night through the car doors and came over and he made sure that I was okay. But like, 
this this immense amount of emotion and passion. I'm a very intense and passionate person. I am completely broken at this point. I have no idea what I want to do with my life. I have no idea how I'm supposed to respond to this. I have no idea how I'm supposed to lead. I have no idea what I'm supposed to do, what I'm supposed to say. Like I, I literally know nothing at this point. I am the most emotional I've ever been in my entire life. <sighs> Sorry. Okay. And so I go and uh, we have the funeral the next day. We have the burial, and he was buried in the Garden of the Gods, an absolutely beautiful, beautiful sight. And we go up there, and I wait till absolutely everyone has left the the, the uh, burial spot. And uh, it was just me and him. And I looked into the ground at the casket, and I did the same thing. And I just talked to Kyle, I talked to God, I talked to everything, and I was like, what do I do now? Like, like what's next at this point? Entrepreneurship? Sounds awesome. Like, don't get me wrong. I've loved entrepreneurship my whole life, but I'm like, like Kyle, like we were supposed to have this conversation and um, we we're supposed to figure it all out together. Like we were, I was going to help him. He was going to help me. We were going to figure out the next steps of our life. Like how what? And for those of you that are wondering how Kyle died, Kyle was over in Kenya um, visiting a friend and there was a freak helicopter crash. They're not exactly sure what happened, but there was four Americans in the pilot. The helicopter lost control and crashed and they died on impact. Um, but anyway... So I get back from the funeral, I drive back home, and I decide I need to take some time off work. And uh, thankfully, I had built a business up until that point with systems and processes that I was able to remove myself from the process. And uh, I went through and, and took about a month off work, and I just I started just studying. I started studying God and religion, and uh, I grew up in a Christian home. I grew up believing in the Bible, and, and up until this point, I would say the last two years of my life, I really wrestled with my faith. Um, I wasn't just a blind acceptor of the Christian faith. Um, and I, I wrestled with it. I struggled with it, but I never really gave it the time it needed because I was too busy with entrepreneurship. And so over the next month, I studied God and religion and philosophy and, and good and evil and so many different things. And uh, I just, you know, I just took the time to do that. And I learned a lot. And the more I, I guess, I think my biggest takeaway from this is I believe, like I believe that I will see Kyle again. I believe in God. And as of now in my life, I believe in the God of the Bible. I believe the Bible to be true. And we're going to talk about that more here down the road. But like during that month of grieving, during that month of figuring out who I was and like what I wanted to do with my life and what the next steps were, like I accepted and became okay with Kyle's death because I truly, absolutely believe that I'm going to see him again. I believe that he can hear me and that I can talk to him. Like, I believe that. And I guess I, I wasn't so mad at God for, for Kyle's death, but I did, like, the fact that he died brought up a lot of questions. The fact that God could let someone who le has a five-year-old son and a baby on the way lose their dad, lose their husband, lose the, their father that they're never even going to meet, like, that was really, really difficult. And the questions of, you know, good and evil and like all these things. And I really, really started to struggle with it. And um, for me, like up until this point, building my brand and like building my following on social media, I've been pretty confident in what I believed. And I actually did a live stream on this on Facebook not too long ago where I talked about how when you're building a brand, when you're trying to build an audience, building a company, like you need to stand for things and you need to throw rocks at things you're not for. You need to stand for things that you are for. That creates polarity. That cr creates this, you know, a business or a following or an audience. And uh, I had I had utilized that a lot. But for me, 
you know, I don't take those things lightly. I actually really think about the things that I, I that I believe in, and I actually think about the things that I'm throwing rocks at, even if it's not like you know, like the big life questions, even if it's just like a, a way to do you know marketing or something like that. But at this point, I knew nothing of what I believed, and so during this moment of trying to go through and figure out what I believed, I had no fundamental base to build anything. I didn't know what love was. I didn't know what what was right and wrong. I didn't know like anything, like nothing. And so my my goal during this time was to just figure that out. It was to just go through. And I'll keep in mind, this is during a time when I should be, well, should, quote, quote, I committed to at the beginning of the year, like building my business and, you know, getting more clients and scaling to 70, 80, $100,000 months. But at this point, I am not even working on anything. My, my business, thankfully, is still running, but like, I'm not focused on it. I'm just trying to figure out me. And so that was a time of really, really big change. And so during that time, I, I flew home. I went to family therapy. I went to personal therapy back at my own home back in Omaha when I got back. I, like, I, you know, I went through a lot of different things. I went through a ton, a bunch, a ton of family drama, uh, church drama. I mean, just so many things. I can't even explain to you how many things went down into, into that spot. I wish I could, but I, confidentiality reasons and just time. I, I don't have time. And then I decided, okay, I, I need to go. Oh, and during that time, I also went to, to Offer Lab, which was good to kind of get my mind off things for a little bit and see some of my good friends again. Uh, shout out Brad Gibb and, and Steve Larson and the Yaks brothers and, um, you know, good, good to see them. But so when I got back, I'm still going through all this and I decide, okay, I need to, to take action again. I need to get my head into something because I, I always am a, a big believer I'm, and I'm a very big believer in this. I believe that any time that you uh, are stuck and don't know what the next thing to do is you just need to take action somewhere, somewhere. You just need to keep moving forward because when you steer a car, you can turn the wheels to the left, you can turn your wheels to the right, but unless you're moving forward, it's not going to make a difference. And so I was like, okay, I just need to take action somewhere. It's been a month and a half. I'm back into the swing of things. Now I'm trying to get back in the swing of things with my business. I'm like, I need to take action some way. And so at the time I was still doing my podcast. I hadn't given up on episodes there. I was just very open and raw through that time frame, And um, I decided, okay, there's one thing that I know I still want to do, and that's my podcast. And I felt like my podcast was a way for me to get my thoughts out there, even though I wasn't sure what I believed, and just share what I was going through. And that's what I did. And so come July, I decided, okay, I'm going to do a launch. Um, I'm going to you know, bring a bunch of attention around the fact that um, we're six months old now, and that uh, I'm going to announce that I'm going to start doing interviews, because I thought, I don't know if I can produce enough content with solo episodes for three times a week anymore, but I'm going to go, and at least I can, I can interview other people, and I can learn about you know, questions, and I can ask them questions, people that I respect, people that I believe um, you know, have more answers than I do. And so January or July 1st comes around. It's the six-month anniversary of the podcast. We do a big celebration launch. I announced that we're bringing on um, new guests every week, um, two interviews per week with guests, one solo episode still. And uh, that was awesome. We released the MindShift playbook. And that, I think, got me into the swing of things. That at least got my head into taking action and to start moving forward again. Because it cost me a lot of money to do nothing. It cost me a lot of energy to do nothing, a lot of momentum to do nothing. I needed that time. I don't regret it. But that was a big, huge setback for me you know, uh, in life and in business, which you know, it, it needed to happen. And this goes back to what I said at the beginning. Like, remember, I didn't control this happening to me. I didn't ask for this to happen to me. I didn't ask for now my nephew to not have a dad. I did not ask for my soon-to-be niece at the time to not have a dad. I didn't ask to lose my, my best friend and the person that I trusted most in my life, my, you know, my older brother Kyle. Like, I didn't ask for these things. I didn't ask to have my business put on hold. But I had a choice on how I was going to respond to it. And I want to I take some time, also, by the way, to give a huge shout out to, to Leah, my girlfriend at the time, who was absolutely incredible through the, you know, all of this. And she was there. She was very supportive and just uh, allowed me to deal in the way that I needed to deal with things, even when it wasn't conventional or didn't make sense. So shout out to her. Um, Leah, thank you for everything. So um, 
This happens. I start to get back in the swing of things. July, hey, I go to Offer Lab, uh, and then I also get to meet um, Logan Paul, who is uh, someone that I follow very closely. He's not the greatest influence. I don't recommend people follow him, but he's someone that I've been following for years, uh, ever since he was on Vine. And uh, go and listen to my podcast on him as to why I think that uh, I think he and I are going to do things someday, or that I'm going to somehow have an impact on his life. I've been praying for him, but this is someone that I've been wanting to meet for years. And um, I finally got to meet him. I got to go to an event in LA, which I think that was like just a really good escape. It was something that wasn't business. It wasn't um, family. It wasn't the death of my brother. And at that point, everything in my life had revolved around that for the last several months. And at that point, like going there and just being able to spend spend money on that and, and have that out and meet him and just do that. I think it was a really, really good turning point for me and a really a good point to go, okay, like, all right, Josh, like you got this. Like, hey, it's not, not all things are terrible. And I've tried to keep a really positive mindset through this whole whole time. And so um, I'm still lost at this point. I have no idea what I want to do with my life. I know the podcast is part of it. And if you go back and listen to my podcast during this time, I think you'll find it interesting. You'll hear me say that I don't know what I want to do with my life. You'll hear me say that I don't know what the next step is, but you'll hear me say that I just know the podcast is it. And I just felt like God telling me and, and keep in mind, like I, even during this time and even still to today, but like even during this time, I didn't know exactly what I believed about God. Like I, I want you to understand, like I questioned everything. I questioned whether the Bible was true. I questioned whether Mormonism was true, whether Catholicism was true, whether Islam was true, whether I was an atheist, whether God was, uh, had a personal relationship with me or not, whether the Bible was true. I mean, I questioned everything. I researched so many things. And um, I just knew that I believed that there was a God. I knew that I believed that there was an intelligent human being that knew who I was. And so I really just felt God, uh, God, whatever that was, telling me that, you know, the podcast was the right direction. I was supposed to continue doing that. So I did. And then in uh, the beginning of August, I did a social media blackout. I decided, you know what? I need time off social media. I need time to, for my, to myself. And uh, I need just to really be really focused on what I want to do next in business and in life and everything uh, like that. And so I did. I, I got off social media for a week. It, it really, really, um, it was interesting because while it was very, very difficult, I, I found that I was able to focus better on other things. And I also found that I was able to fill my time with things that were much more productive. And it wasn't the end of the world. Now, a lot of my business does come from social media, so I couldn't do it forever. But it was really, really beneficial. And it, it really helped me prove to myself that I could do hard things. And it really helped me prove to myself that, that uh, I don't know, like, I think that's something that everybody should do. And I think it was very beneficial. But during that time, I didn't tell anybody until afterwards, um, I sold my company. And so I announced in August that, or late, late August after my social media blackout, that I had sold my half of the business. I, I had uh, owned half of the business at the time and I had sold it and that I was going to go on a trip around the world with Leah and that I was going to start traveling because I wanted to better understand truth. I wanted to better understand what I believed. I wanted to better understand just, excuse me, things that were true across the world and not just in America because I've only grown up in America and I've, I've traveled before, but I've never traveled with the understanding that I have now. And I certainly had not traveled since my brother had passed. And I just wanted to, to understand because I think that like, you know, I grew up Christian, like I said, and I tend to lean Christian, but like, I feel like Christians, they, they make assumptions and they're like, oh yes, the, the God created the world in seven days and it's seven literal days and everything is the way that it is. And like you go to the Grand Canyon and you go to these places and you're like, okay, maybe, maybe it wasn't seven literal days, right? Maybe there's more to the story than this. Like actually look at facts, actually look at some of these things and like see them with my own eyes. And like, you see just how erosion happens. You see all these questions. And so I wanted to go and do that. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to go do this. Now, I want you to understand 
Traveling is not my forte. I am not a traveler. Um, I think a lot of people are like, yeah, travel is the best thing in the world. I am totally happy and content never leaving America. I am totally happy and content with my house and, or, you know, with an apartment where I can change, you know, every six months or every year or two, go to a new place, new location, set up home base, optimize my life exactly how I want it, have my parking spot, have my car, have my system, have my thing down. I like, I like that. And I like having control and I like having power and everything in my life in order. So for me to sell my business, which was the, the very core identity of what I was, at the beginning of this year. Like I was an entrepreneur through and through. That's all that mattered in my life. For me to sell that and then to give up my consistency and my comfort zone and to go travel was a massive, massive deal for me. And a lot of people I don't think understood that because everybody wants to go travel the world. I wasn't a huge thing. And I think Leah was a big a big reason that I did that. And, and I'm very happy that she did push me to go do that because it was something that I would not have done, I don't think, without her. And, and combine that with, with Kyle dying. But I just, I knew I needed to study truth. And so like me as this entrepreneur, I'm like, yes, entrepreneurship is awesome. But like is entrepreneurship where I'm supposed to be? Okay, like what are truths in entrepreneurship? Like if I'm gonna build a brand, if I'm gonna build, you know, a company, I wanna go big with that. And that's gonna consume my life. I at least need to know what I wanna believe first. Making money like, and we're gonna talk about this towards the end of this episode. I know how to make money. I have the skill sets that are needed to be successful. And we'll talk about which ones I think are necessary. But like I had made hundreds of thousands of dollars. I had managed millions of dollars for clients. Like, you know, like I, I had that. But I'm like, okay, but if I'm going to build a brand, if I'm going to take that next step, I don't think anything matters. I'm not passionate about anything until I first know what I believe. And so I, I announced I'm selling my business and I, I sell that uh, to a silent partner uh, in the business and I peace out and now here I am. And, um, you know, it's funny because when I go through my wins and my losses for this year, this was both a win and a loss. Well, the win was I sold my business and that was super, super cool. The loss was I sold my business for a whole lot, lot, lot less than I was hoping to sell it for in two or three years. I mean, I was hoping it was going to be a multi-seven figure business and I was going to sell it for a multi-six, multi-seven figure, you know, outcome. Uh, it wasn't quite that much. It wasn't anywhere near a seven uh, figure uh, sale. But um, anyway, we'll, we'll get to that more. So I sell my business and I go, okay, I want to start getting into the routine of doing new things. I want to face um, the dark demons inside me and the things that are holding me back. Now, um, I want to talk about this for a second because this is important. During the time of, of struggling, during the time of searching, um, oh, and by the way, I'm, I'm sorry, I forgot. Phase number one the, uh, of the year was the, the, the change and shock phase. Change and shock was starting a new business, starting a podcast, and uh, my brother dying. Change at the first two, shock at the end, right? Like my brother dies, completely shocks me. My identity shakes shocks me. I'm in complete and utter shock. That ends around mm, end of March, April timeframe. I get back. And at that point, I go into the phase of seeking and searching and questioning. That's phase number two of this year. So this happens around April. And this is when I'm going through and I'm studying God and religion and philosophy and all these different things. Okay. So that happens. Now during that time, and this has never stopped. I mean, I've read now dozens and dozens of books on philosophy and religion and God from just about every, maybe not every worldview, but a lot of different worldviews and read articles and videos and, and just all sorts of different things. But one of the things that I realized is that if we want to truly be free and if we want to truly have control over our life, and if we want to move forward, if we want to have a better relationship with God or the universe or whatever it is that you believe or want to call it, that we must first face our demons inside of us. They often say that entrepreneurship is the greatest personal development course you never signed up for. Meaning that, you know, you can hustle your way to six or even multi-six figures, but in order to get to seven, multi-seven, eight, nine figures, you have to level up with your in personal development and you have to level up inside. 
and you have to face these deep, dark demons inside of you. And, and during this time, I knew that there were vices in my life, that there were things that controlled me that I wanted to ignore and that I wanted to think didn't matter and that I wanted to think like I could move on without dealing with and addressing that I knew would haunt me for the rest of my life. And I think that we all know these things that if you think about, okay, what are the things that you, and I just simply asked myself this question, what are the things that you don't want to talk about? What are the things that you don't want to go address that if someone brought up, you're like, eh, I don't want to talk about it. Those are the things that I think that you need to go address. These are your deep, dark secrets, the, the devils inside of you. And so during this time, I was like, okay, I've sold my business. What are, like, what are the things that I need to fix in my life? How, do I need, how can I level up? How can I become the best version of myself? Because I know that right now I'm in the season of change. I'm in the season of searching. But for me, I started looking for the things that I knew were absolutes in any, in any capacity. It didn't matter what absolute was. If it was a good absolute or a bad absolute or an absolute thing that I needed to do or to not do, I was just like, what are my absolutes? And one of the absolutes that I came up with was I needed to deal with things that I didn't want to deal with. And that's, the only, that's really all I had to go off of. And so I just started listing them things off. Some of them were going back and, and making things right with members of my family. Some of them were going back and making things right with old friends or, you know, old employers. Some of the things were, you know, writing letters of apology or some of them were um, physical things like, hey, I had to, you know, uh, cut out certain things that I ate or stop doing certain things that I was, you know, doing like, like just all these different vices that I had. And some of them were big, some of them were not. I just knew that I needed to fix them. And so one of the things that I, I believed that I had this vice over that I feel like controlled me or that I didn't have power over was waking up early and running every day and or just running and exercising in general. I hate running. I really do. It's not my favorite thing in the world. Um, and I always just thought, you know, I don't need to run. I don't need to stay in shape. I don't need to get up early as long as I'm making money and getting rich. Who cares, right? But I knew that while I told myself and I thought, oh yeah, I could get up early if I wanted to. Oh yeah, I could go running every day if I wanted to. I had never done it. And while I truly believed that I could do it, I never had done it. And this was this vice that I, I just, you know, I'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna wake up early tomorrow. My alarm would go off at 6.30 or 7 o'clock in the morning and I wouldn't get up and I'd sleep until 10. And like, I had never just made the commitment to actually go and do it. And so these had power over me. And I just felt kind of like out of control of my life for a lot of this year, a lot of this year actually. And so I wanted to start doing things that I did have control over. And so for every single day for 60 days, I documented it every single day on Instagram, I ran. I ran at least a mile every single day. A couple of the days were like three, four, five miles. But every single day, I ran at least a mile every single day and I did exercises. And I also started waking up early. And um, that lasted, I think, for about 40 days or so. I would get up, you know, a couple hours earlier than what I thought I was supposed to. If I was going to get up at nine, I'd get up at seven. If I was going to get up at 8.30, it would be 6.30. Like whatever it was, I just got up earlier. And uh, I started getting into just a morning routine. And um, I cut out uh, soda primarily out of my diet for uh, like, I only allowed soda once a week. Um, and I did that for two months. Like, all these different things leading up to the world trip happening. And uh, so I was excited about that. And I, I felt a little bit more in control of my life. And I was still studying and searching and seeking at this point, trying to figure out what I believed. But I felt like taking action was such an important key. And I'm, I'm very, very big on taking action. And I've talked about this on uh, many different podcasts. I've talked about this um, you know, in business and in your personal life, wherever it is, whenever you feel stuck, whenever you feel out of control, whenever you're not sure what to do next, action is the key. You just got to go take action. And so that's what I was trying to do here. All right. Um, during that time, I also realized that I didn't have a need for a lot of my stuff. Um, I felt very cluttered. I felt very disorganized. And um, so I, I wouldn't say I became a minimalist, but I became more of a minimalist during this time. And so I started selling like just things that I didn't need anymore um, or getting rid of them or giving them to the goodwill. Um, and like I, when we ended up traveling and going or and left the country, like I actually probably got rid of close to half of my stuff total. Um, that I had, or more probably, clothes and just everything. And just really, really cleaned out and optimized, once again, my entire life for being pr productive. 
knowing that on October 20th, I was going to leave and, um, you know, leave the country and start traveling. So all this, all this is happening. And by the way, I'm still figuring out what I want to do with my life. And I decide, you know what? I think it would be really cool to um, teach again. And I've always found comfort in teaching. I've always really enjoyed teaching. I've always found that I really learn in teaching. And uh, so I sat down and I was like, okay, I don't know what I believe. I don't know what I want to do for the rest of my life. I don't know what I want to um, like, you know, teach or, or what I want to be about. So what is something that I can teach? What is something that I can create a program or something I can sell? Because I needed revenue. I hadn't made a whole lot of money um, just you know, with, with everything. I, I, I had sold my company, so that was a nice paycheck. But like, I didn't have money coming in consistently and I didn't want to just live off savings. And so um, we were getting ready to go to the Grand Canyon, which we'll talk about here in a second. And so I thought, okay, what is it that I can teach that even though I'm not sure basically anything right now, what is the one thing that I am sure about? And um, I think one of the things that has brought me the most comfort and the most security when it comes to my finances, when it comes to business, and when it comes to trusting my ability to figure things out is the fact that I know how to sell things very well. Now, I didn't start that way. I, I, it took me tens of thousands of dollars in coaching and trainings and, and hundreds and hundreds, th literally thousands of phone calls of no's and rejection to get good at selling. But I knew how to sell. And I always knew that a lot of people, they were scared and, and they weren't sure what they were going to do, you know, how they were going to make money or they couldn't quit their job or whatever because they didn't know how to sell well. And I, I realized that like selling wasn't all that difficult if you could just follow a formula. And so um, I thought about, I was like, okay, well, what if I taught selling? Like, what if I really went through and, you know, created a program, created something that could just really teach people how to sell? Because I believe that when you have that skill set, I believe that selling is the most, the singular greatest skill set that anybody can have, whether you're an entrepreneur or not. You need to know how to sell. You need to know how to negotiate. And so I thought if I can create a program, no matter what I do, whether I'm an entrepreneur and, and, and continue to teach entrepreneurship or whether I go and do something else and don't teach entrepreneurship, whether I talk to entrepreneurs or don't talk to entrepreneurs, I believe every single person should know the basic fundamentals of selling things. And so I think that's a program that would be you know, good. And so keep in mind, like this is all going at a time when I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I just knew that I needed to take action. I just knew I needed to get started. And so I started reading some sales books and I decided, you know what, I'm going to go on this trip um, and I'm going to decide whether or not this is a, you know, a good idea uh, for you know, selling with confidence, uh, to, you know, to actually do selling with confidence, which was the, the name of the program, um, or not. And so um, that's you know, what I did. I, I ended up, I went on uh, this trip, the Grand Canyon. I wrote down all these different ideas for the, the program. And I decided to pray about them, to think about them. And I thought, if I get back, then I'm going to go you know, fully into this. And I'm going to launch this. And I'm going to create the program. And so um, I ended up going to uh, the Grand Canyon. And that was the, the first, I went to the Grand Canyon. Actually, let me back up here. Okay, so um, the Grand Canyon was September 11th. So before the Grand Canyon and around the time that I was figuring out whether or not I wanted to go forward with this uh, whole sales uh, program, I went to Offer Mind. And uh, Offer Mind is a Steve Larson's event. It was in Boise. And so I kind of got a last minute flight there. I wasn't planning on going because I was getting ready to, to leave the country and so many different things were going on. But I, I bought a last minute flight. I got there and it was one of the best events ever. And I'm so, so happy that I went. Uh, I got to meet up with a bunch of good friends again, see Russell Brunson again, uh, Brad Gibb, Holly, uh, Flick, Jake, uh, Leslie, just Daxie Ryan, like so many cool people. Um, and a shout out to, to, to all of them. Um, but so I, as I was sitting there and Steve was talking about offers and like different things, I think it really hit me that if I could create an offer that really solved a problem, that I could use that offer for a long period of time. And that even if I wasn't going to use or sell it 
heavily right now, I could still build it. And then I could still, if I built something correctly, if I built something that was going to be usable long-term and solved a really long-term problem like sales did, that I could use it long-term and that it wouldn't be a waste to put it together. And so I decided, I, I wrote this whole thing out. I get home from Offermind and I, I write down all the, you know, my ideas. I'm like, okay, I'm going to put this here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I write this whole thing out. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the Grand Canyon. And then I'm going to come back. And if I still think this is a good idea, then I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to launch um, uh, Selling with Confidence. I'm going to go ahead and launch this. And so Lee and I go to the Grand Canyon. And I will say this year has been a year of questioning. This year for me has been, up until this point, had been a year of just so much unknown and so much research and so much studying. And just the more I, the more I researched, the more questions I had and the more I felt lost and it almost felt like maybe I was overthinking things. It almost felt like maybe I don't need to be doing all this research. It almost felt like maybe, you know, maybe I should just accept things with blind faith. And I got on the plane. We land in Las Vegas. We get in our car. We had a convertible Mercedes, which was super nice. And it's like a four hour or a six hour, I forget how many hours, like multiple hour drive out to the Grand Canyon. And so we drive out there like the whole entire way and we get there, we go to sleep that night. And we woke up the next morning, drove to the Grand Canyon. And as I walked out onto the ledge, we went to the North Rim and looked into this canyon. It was so magnificent. It was so big. It was so just jaw-dropping. You feel like you're on top of a mountain, right? And you look down and then you look up and you look out on the horizon and you see mountains in the horizon. And then you realize, oh no, that's, I'm not on top of a mountain right now. I'm literally looking into the earth that far down. You can't even see the bottom of it, basically. It's so huge and so deep. And you can see all the different layers of rock and you can see like how this was formed over a very long period of time. I mean, like, or at least many, many different phases of everything. And at that moment, I think I knew, okay, my search for truth is not in vain. Life is not as straightforward as we think it is. There are huge questions out there. Like we need to be asking questions. And at that point, like just so many things, I don't know if clicked is the right word, but so many things were validated for me. And I, I remember just sitting there, I was looking up at God and just saying, thank you, God, for allowing me to experience this and for taking me on whatever journey it is that you're taking me on here. Because from my brother dying to feeling so uncertain to have my identity shifted at the very core root of what I was to selling my company to just feeling like my life was turned upside down. I needed something that just made me go, okay, God is real. God is out there. There's more to this life than just waking up and being like, yay, God, let's praise him and go to sleep. Like there had to be more than that. And at that point, I felt like there was. And so go to the Grand Canyon. I'm not going to spend a lot of time here just for the sake of time magnificent trip. Go to the, my, my cousin's wedding, see him and uh, his new wife, go down to Chicago, have a great time there and come back. And I just felt, okay, once again, I got to take action. I don't know what my next steps in the entrepreneurship journey are. I don't know what the next steps for Think Different Theory is. I don't know where I want to be, but I know that I'm lost right now and I know I need to move forward and I need to take action. And so that is what I did. And I went, I took action and I created the program. I created Selling with Confidence, or at least the, the first draft of it. I did a launch for it. We had like 85 people, I think, get in, which was super, super cool. Um, and just so like was able to serve there and just see amazing results. I mean, literally in the first three months of that program being live, um, the students have sold over $2 million, I think, worth of, uh, worth of product. I mean, just insane. It's awesome. And uh, at that point, I knew I was like, okay, once again, I'm going to go back to, and we're going to recap this at the end, but like go back to what I know. If I'm feeling lost, if I'm not sure what to do, I've got to take action. And, you know, 
I think that action solves so many things. Yes, seeking and searching is important. Yes, taking a break at times is important, but you got to take action. Ah, okay, so lots happening right now. Okay, so I get back from the Grand Canyon and I'm still feeling kind of lost, but I'm like, I'm going to go take action. I launched selling with uh, confidence and like, I thought that maybe, and, and I want to be honest with you know everything here, like selling with confidence wasn't just this magic thing that I launched and everybody was all hunky-dory and I was like, yes, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. No, like I launched it and when I'm completed, like after I launch and after we get everybody in, I feel good because I've taken action, but I'm still very lost and I'm still very unsure with what I want to do with my life. But I start to feel a sense of direction. I start to feel like, okay, while I might not teach entrepreneurship my whole life, or I might not teach exclusively to entrepreneurs my whole life, I do know that teaching and educating is something like is a core principle of, of who I am and a core something that I feel called to do. I, I love, I like teaching more than coaching, honestly. Coaching more one-on-one, but like I like teaching. I like presenting. I like coaching. I, I like putting out ideas and, and, and I like helping people figure out problems and, and move their ideas forward. And I really like that. And selling with confidence allowed me to do that. And it re-solidified that, okay, maybe Josh, you're not going to do what you did in the past, but guess what? I felt like God saying to me like, okay, this is what you're called to do. I have called you to teach and educate in some format or another. I've given you that passion. And even when the very root of your identity, the very core of who you are was shaken, and you might not consider yourself a, a, an entrepreneur first anymore, uh, the teaching aspect of that has not gone away. And I've given you that passion for a reason. And I think at that point, I went, okay, I, I thank you, God. Thank you for that next step. Thank you, universe, whatever you want to call it, right? Thank you for giving me that because now I at least know that like that's a step in the right direction and I'm trying to rebuild the fundamental foundation of, of like where I'm at at this point, right? And, and just continually move forward little by little by little. Now, keep in mind, October 20th is coming up. So this is like within a month of us leaving um, and, and going on this world trip. We were supposed to go to 12 or 14 different countries and, and go all over the place and we're booking the itinerary and we're packing things up and I'm finalizing business stuff and I'm getting ready to move out and clean. I mean, like I'm doing all this and this is happening in the middle of that. And so I'm keeping myself very busy, but all the while I'm still studying. I'm still searching. I'm still studying religion. I'm still studying God. I'm actually even studying like people at this point and human psychology, especially with the selling with confidence side of this stuff of like, winners and losers and, and diversity and inequality and like how like structure of mankind works and, and going through this entire process. I mean, this was a, a year of learning and setbacks and um, really big setbacks. I mean, I had a lot of things go wrong. I mean, once I, uh, you know, signed my, or sold my company, there was, you know, non-competes, there was, you know, other things that fell out, uh, some relationships that uh, were kind of burned there because, you know, certain commitments were had. I mean, there was a lot of, of mental toughness going on that I had to learn how to build and get through during this time. And so, um, but back to selling confidence, I launched that it's good. And I'm like, okay, boom, let's move forward now. Now it comes time to leave on this trip. And I will say this was hard for me. This really was, um, pack up everything. I packed up my whiteboard. I have an eight foot wide, four foot tall, double-sided whiteboard on wheels. You guys know this. Um, this was a huge change. And I just, I said a prayer before I left and I just said, God, teach me what I'm supposed to learn. Um, show me truth. Show me the real God. Show me, you know, like, show me truth. And that was basically the extent of my prayer and um, my wish and hope for the trip. And um, we started the trip off. Lee and I flew down to Florida, hung out with Cody and Gianna, um, went on a cruise 
to the Bahamas, spoke on that cruise, came back, went to Hawaii, had the most magnificent time in Hawaii. Hawaii is my favorite place on earth that I've ever been to so far. Um, learned a lot in Hawaii, went through a number of mental setbacks again, um, had a lot of deep, dark demons that I had to face, had a lot of really serious conversations that I had to face. Um, God really, really spoke to me in Hawaii, I feel like. And, um, and I learned, I had breakthrough moments and, um, this is really, really cool. So I announced I was writing a book during that time and uh, that book is in the works. Uh, get more on, you know, more details on that later. And then we went to Australia and uh, got a, <laughs> tickets in, in Australia. It's not cheap to get a ticket over there. So slow down when you're driving. Um, but uh, went over to Australia, learned a lot. Honestly, Australia doesn't compare to the United States. It just doesn't. And not, nothing does. And, and I'm not going to get political here, but um, that was that. But during this whole time, I, I just, I think one of my big takeaways from Hawaii and from the Bahamas and from Australia and to and the Philippines, which we'll get to here in a second, was that you learn, but you don't know how you're going to learn. You learn in different ways than you think you're going to learn. And I think that, you know, for me, I was on this journey, like to have some big revelation or like this big, like aha moment. And I, I didn't ever have that big aha moment. I had a lot of little aha moments or little revelations from God. But like, I think that just the perspective of going to these different places and talking with different people and seeing different things and like, just just experiencing life, I learned things through that that really started to show me because I got away from the normal, because I got away from, you know, doing the same thing over and over again and teaching entrepreneurship and going live every day and, and posting business content. Because I got away from that, I started to see where my true passions lied. I started to see where I was truly at with what I wanted to do with life. I started to see from a bird's eye perspective, because I was away from it. Oh, okay, Josh, you were doing that, but you don't really like to do that. Oh, you were doing that. And maybe that's not really important. Oh, you start to see, you know, other people in a new light and other content in a new light. And you just, I started to learn all these different things about where I wanted to be. And I started to learn like, okay, oh, I see truth or I see, you know, consistency about this fact in all these different brands, in all these different people, in every different religion that I see or every different piece of content that I see. Like I just started to learn and see all these different things. It was super, super incredible. And so uh, after Australia, we went to the Philippines, we landed in the Philippines, um, went to eight different islands on, there on the Philippines. And I thought, okay, you know what? I'm really, really passionate about helping people. And I'm really, really passionate about communication and, and uh, you know, about sales and about teaching people how to go articulate things. And I think that one of the things that I learned throughout the time in the Bahamas and Australia and the Hawaii and the Philippines during this time was like, whoa, communication is at the core centralization of everything that we do. If you want to learn about religion, you need to know how to communicate and you need to learn from people that know how to communicate well. If you want to share your faith, if you want to share your business ideas, if you want to share what you believe or what you want to do, if you want to have better relationships, if you want to get what you want out of life, whatever those things are, you need to learn how to communicate. And I think that sales is, you know, a huge, huge part of communication. Negotiation obviously is a huge, huge part of communication. And so I started to just find this real passion about communication and, and ethical persuasion and um, you know, because I have learned sales, I have learned how to talk to people because I've been an entrepreneur. I've been blessed to literally sit on literally thousands of, of, of phone calls and sales calls and, and content pieces. Um, my team and I have created throughout my entire lifetime of creating content for clients and, and pages of Instagram have I've created probably over a hundred thousand pieces of content. Um, so like I've learned how to communicate really well. And I started to realize on this trip, with dealing with language bar barriers and cultural barriers and, um, you know, like different, you know, just different places that 
Those who could communicate well got what they wanted out of life. Those that communicated well could grow their brand, could grow their business, could grow their religion, could grow in their faith, could have better relationships, have better relationships with their kids, their spouse, whatever. And so I started to realize that this communication was at the core of everything that we did. And I started to realize that, okay, like if I can learn how to better communicate, then not only can I talk better, but then I can ask the right questions. Because if I can ask the right questions, then I'm going to get the right answers. But I think that one of the reasons that so many people are stuck and that people don't get the answers that they need and they, they don't are not able to move forward is because they don't know how to ask the right questions. And questions and asking the right questions are a fundamental key to communication. They're a fundamental key to life. And so, you know, I looked back at Think Different Theory and I was like, oh my gosh, what did I say? I'm asking life's biggest questions seeking out the answers and going and sharing those with you. That is literally what communication is. Asking questions, getting the interpretation of those questions, and then reteaching those back out or sharing those back out in a way that people can understand. Like that is communication. That is entrepreneurship. That is problem solving. That is sales. That is relationships. It is communication, the interpretation and communication of information, right? And so as I started to realize this, I was like, oh my gosh, so many things are coming together. And even though I didn't know 100% what I believed and I had a much better understanding of what I believe now at this point, I was like, unless I know how to communicate well, I'm not going to be able to share this right. And I feel like I'm a pretty good communicator and I have a long way to learn and, and I have a lot to go. But I learned this from Russell Brunson. He said, if you ever want to learn something, teach it because it forces you to put frameworks down and do your research and study things or whatnot. And I was like, oh my gosh, I am so passionate, not necessarily about entrepreneurship, not necessarily about faith, not necessarily about money or politics or whatever it is. I am absolutely passionate about communication and communicating ideas to people. Because I think that if we could communicate to one another and that the other side could really see the other side of the issue, if that everybody just knew how to communicate well and ask the right questions, that we would have a lot less fighting, that more people would get along, there would be a lot less misunderstanding. And I noticed this a lot with the communication barrier that happened in the Philippines and even in Australia. Like it was, it was actually kind of shocking, the communication barrier there even um, for me and just the lack of understanding of, of certain things. And so as I go through this whole thing, I'm like, okay, this is awesome. End of the year is coming. Black Friday is coming. I'm going to launch a new Facebook group because at this point I feel kind of lost. And I'm like, you know, I have this Facebook group of 30,000 members. It's all about social media and entrepreneurship. I'm not really passionate about entrepreneurship anymore. I don't see myself teaching just to entrepreneurs anymore. And I certainly don't see myself teaching social media for the rest of my life. And so I want to start this new group. And I'm like, you know, this year has been such a hard year mentally for me. I need some momentum. I want to share things. I want to get back on track. I said, I'm going to launch a new group. And I think that's going to be the thing. That's going to be the thing that, that launches me into 2020 with momentum, with success. And um, it's going to be absolutely awesome. And so I'm going to put together this big launch and uh, I know how to do launches. It's going to be awesome. And so I start this journey and I you know, tell Leah and I'm all excited. I'm like, all right, listen, I, I, I'm not sure what I believe yet, but I think the better I can communicate things, the better I'll know how to ask questions. And the better I know how to ask questions, the better I can get to the information that I need to know. I can figure out all these things. And so many people need to learn this. And the reason that I'm so confident to go and, and take risks and do all these things that people ask me why I'm so confident I'm doing is because I know how to communicate. I know how to talk. I know how to sell. I'm going to teach these fundamental principles to everybody. I'm going to change the world. It's going to be awesome. And so I put together this launch, I go through, and it's not a little launch. I work on this thing. And I line up a funnel hacking live speaker to come do a JV deal with me. I line up some seven and eight figure entrepreneurs to go do JV deals with, to create content with. I spend a couple thousand dollars creating graphics and doing all these things, and it's going to be awesome. And I launch it. 
and I'm overseas. I'm in the Philippines now at this point. I, you know, we paid extra money to have better Wi-Fi there so everything can go. I'm 48 hours into the launch. We have 750 new members in 48 hours. The launch is absolutely crushing it. And I remember sitting there thinking after the, the end of the second day, 750 members in, I was like, finally, finally, something is going to go right this year. Finally, I'm going to be able to go and have massive success without a setback. Finally, I'm going to have the momentum. 2020 is going to be a great year. This is going to go super, super well. I'm very excited about this. And that night, I log into Facebook and Facebook says, you're logged out. We've disabled your account. You're banned. Everything's gone. Overnight, like literally in a matter of 10 seconds, I go from having an amazing Facebook group in the middle of an amazing launch with so many amazing, awesome things hooked up to nothing, to not a single, my, my profile doesn't exist, not a single comment exists, not a single video exists. I have 50, 60, 60 some thousand probably followers on Facebook. It's gone overnight. Everyone's wondering what's happening. Uh, I have to cancel JV partnerships. I lose $50,000 plus in revenue. We had a Black Friday deal. We had a post Black Friday deal. I mean, like everything was lined up. I had worked so hard on this and it was just gone. And I went, what a year. Around that time, um, I get news that my niece, which is my brother's uh, wife who is pregnant, her, the daughter, uh, who was, uh, she was pregnant at the time. She was born and she was immediately put into the most critical of all the babies in ICU. She had tons and tons of complications and they weren't sure if she was going to make it. Also, a couple of days later, the godfather of my nephew passed away. One of my brother's very good friends died of cancer. I can't go into more details of these things for privacy reasons, for obvious you know, reasons or whatnot, but I felt pretty low and pretty small at that point. This wasn't too long ago. My Facebook group got deleted, or my, my Facebook account got deleted. All my momentum was gone, lost thousands of dollars, had to cancel partnerships with big people that I'd worked on for a long time. My, or my niece is in the ICU. I'm not sure if she's going to make it. My brother's dead. And just so many pieces of doubt just start to creep back in. And I'm like, ugh, ugh, ah, right? And it's like, ugh, I, just, I don't even have words to describe what I was feeling at the time. But I went, okay, this is a test. Thanksgiving is tomorrow. This was literally the next day was Thanksgiving. So I'm going to be thankful. I woke up on Thanksgiving morning and the <laughs> resort hotel or like villa or whatever that we were staying in in the Philippines, one of the nicest ones we could find for fast internet, had no running water. <laughs> couldn't use the bathroom, couldn't use the shower. We're on like the 50th or the 25th floor. I'm just like, all right, God, like just mental game, mental game, mental game. What am I supposed to learn from this? What am I supposed to learn from this? I'm like, I don't know what to do anymore. You know, like I, this is insane. And so over the next week, it was a really, really big challenge. It was a really, really big mental game. But I tr forced myself to stay positive. And I, I reminded myself every single day, I have a choice. I can choose to get mad, upset, blame others, or I can react well, I can stay positive, and I can look for the positive in every single day. And even though I had to cancel so many things, I had to shut down so many things, I lost my SIM card during this time, so I didn't have Wi-Fi when we were traveling. I mean, like just so many things went wrong during this time. I went, okay, this is the end of the year. How do I finish well? How do I finish well? How do I finish well? And you know, and like this is less than a month and a half away from the end of the year. And so I just kept praying and I just kept struggling and I had to deal with it. And there's no... Some big, aha, yeah, everything worked out. No, there wasn't. 
That lasted for a week, actually lasted for two weeks. Thankfully, my niece was okay. They were able to bring her out of ICU. I can't talk many details. It does look like she is going to be all right. But like that was a really, really low moment for me. And at the end of everything, I was like, God, I started out the year with my brother dying. And now you're taking away my, my audience. You're taking away my, my social media presence. The thing that I worked literally four years for, of my life to, to build up. You're, you're putting my, my niece in the ICU. Like, why? Like, why would you do all of this to me? And I had so many questions. And it just, it brought me back to just going and remembering, I can't control what happens to me, but I can control how I react. And that God is bigger than my problems and that I don't know what I believe yet, but I, that I believe that everything is going to work out together for good. And so that's how things ended there. Now I want to fast forward a week because I got to tie this all together. Uh, sorry, fast forward two weeks and um, well, about, it was about 13 days, 13, 14 days later. Um, we're in the Philippines. We've gone to eight islands up until this point and we're getting ready to fly to Bali. And we're going to spend Bali from December 15th through the end of the year. We're going to spend Christmas there. And then we're going to move on to Thailand and then Morocco and then Egypt and, and all these other different places that we were going to continue to go. And uh, Leah, my girlfriend, gets sick. And at first I thought it was just, you know, maybe a flu or something like that. But then she gets more sick. And then her fever gets to like 103 and then 104. And we're in the middle of the Philippines. Like the nearest hospital, major hospital is like four hours away. And so we find this little itty bitty clinic because she is, her fever's now up to 104.7. She can't eat. She can't stand up. She's like white in the face. I'm like, we got to get you to an ER. So we're calling doctors in America. We get her to the ER, the, the local ER there. And I want you to keep in mind, the ER over in the Philippines where we took her, the emergency room uh, or the rooms didn't have air conditioning. The emergency room bed was a piece of plywood with a two inch foam mat. The doctors wore flip-flops. Um, the, the toilets did not have a toilet seat. There was ants walking up the wall. There was flies and mosquitoes in there. The only thing that was sanitary was the needles and the tools that they used that they disinfected before use. Like it was very, very poor quality of, of health or of safety in there. And so we got her in there. We got her an IV. Um, it turns out she was diagnosed with a, uh, an intestinal parasite that reproduces right away by literally eating at the intestinal walls inside of you. And that it is like 10 times more sickly than the flu. It's one of the most painful intestines out there. Like, I mean, or uh, parasites out there. I mean, just everything that you could possibly imagine like going wrong. And I'm just like sitting there trying to take care of her. I'm trying to plan flights and uh, having to cancel flights. And then we talk to the doctors in America and they're like, you need to bring her home. She needs to get home now. She's dehydrated. The, the care there is not adequate. Get her home. And so I end the year with canceling our flights to Bali, canceling the final two months of the world trip and having to fly home. Now, thankfully, we had the money to be able to fly home in comfort. We had business class. We were able to get home in 36 hours. Thankfully, we had the medical treatment here. Leah is going to be okay. But I tell you all this. Oh, and uh, during that time, I did get my Facebook account back, thankfully. God was very good. And a huge shout out to everybody that helped on that. Um, it, it, was, it was a process, 15 days of, of being out. But we did have to cancel everything. So it is what it is. Okay, I tell you all that so that you know what, what a year this has been for me. I tell you all that so you know that whatever you're going through right now, you're not the only one. I don't want you to feel bad for me. I don't want you to think, oh, woe is Josh. No, this is what I've gone through. And somehow, and this is something that I'm very proud of, Somehow, some way, I was able to remind myself that I control my response to what happens to me. I don't control what happens to me, but I control my response. And if I can control my attitude and I can stay positive, that you know what? I am in control of my life. 
and were there bad days? Yes. Were there days when I cried my eyes out over the death of my brother? Yes. Were there days when I got super upset and just like, why God, why? Yes. Were there days when I just wanted to, to give up because it was so overwhelming and I'm like, I just wanted to make, I just wanted to be successful this year. And I feel like everything that I tried to do like was just taken away from me. My brother, the relationships, the business, the, you know, like the, the Facebook group, my Facebook account, like just everything seemed like a failure this year. But I chose to look at this year as a learning lesson. And I'm continuing and constantly this year now, even now using this year as a learning lesson and saying, you know what? This year was a year of growth. I'm not going to be upset for what didn't happen. I'm going to be thankful that I am able to go through and grow from what did happen. And I'm going to say, you know what? My brother dying and everything that happened this year, that is shaping me for something. God is preparing me or the universe or whatever you want to call it. I am growing inside. And while the plan, my plan at the beginning of the year isn't what happened, how I wanted this this year to turn out did not happen. But I know that it is going to prepare me for something later on down the road in life. I made less money this year than I did last year. That's not something that I like to admit. That's not something that I like to tell myself, but it's true. And I can sit there and I can complain and I can go, oh, woe is me. And I can compare myself to everybody else because I have a lot of friends that had record years this year. I had a lot, a lot of friends that made millions of dollars this year. And I would have liked that to be me, but it wasn't. And I could sit there and I can make excuses or I can just accept things for what they are. And I can say, how can I grow? How can I learn? How can I get better? And that is what I'm choosing to do. And that is what I hope that you get from this. Please don't feel bad for me, but understand I have had a heck of a year. I've had the most mentally challenging and, and brutal like year from my faith, for my personal life, for my business, for my family, for my relationships, for my identity. I've had more change and more growth this year than in probably all the other years of my life combined. It's been rough, but God has been good. And I have been able to keep a positive attitude through, through it. Not because I'm so great, but because I have trained and because I have practiced and because every single day I choose to look on the bright side and I choose, it's not by chance, not by fate, I choose to say, how can I make the best of this situation? Okay, I am not gonna blame somebody else. I'm not gonna ask the government for help. I'm not gonna blame the, the, you know, the government or Democrats or Republicans or whatever. I'm going to take control of my life and I'm going to say, what can I do right now based on what already has happened? What can I control? Let me focus on that. Not, what can't I control and who do I blame? Not, oh, woe is me. And that is what I hope that you get from that. All right, guys, that's a long episode. And I thank you for listening to the whole thing. And hopefully I didn't ramble there too much. Um, I, I do want to go and I want to quickly go through um, my biggest takeaways. I have 25 of them, actually. 25 takeaways that I wrote down. I tried to narrow it down, but you know these are all so good. I wanted to actually spend time going through each one of these things. Um, but I think that you'll understand based on the story that I've just told you here. I think you'll understand where they fit. And if I feel like they need more clarification, I will. But I want... To, to share with you these takeaways because as you can see, I've, I've had a, a rough year and I've had a, a year of growth and it's been awesome. I've learned so, so much this year. And, and quite frankly, I, and I say this very honestly, this year did not go as I thought it was going to go, but I'm so thankful for everything that happened in this year because it has prepared me to be able to take just absolute mental beating. It has set me up for clarity or to have clarity and to have momentum and to have focus going into 2020. It has set me up for so many things and has given me a stronger foundation to actually build my life. And I talk about playing the long-term game. This was a year of setting up for the long-term game. And I'm so incredibly thankful for that. So here are my 25 biggest takeaways from this. And uh, then we'll wrap it up with the, my wins and my losses. Biggest takeaway number one, growth is painful. It is. Growth is incredibly, incredibly painful. And if 
It's not painful. It's probably not growth or it's not growth that is worth much. Growth should challenge you. It should be painful and not in a negative way, just in a way that says like, hey, if you're in pain, if you're struggling, if you're going through a lot of mental challenges right now, you're growing and it's shaping you to become the person that you need to become. Number two, life is very short. It can be taken at any moment. Make sure that you are living a life worth living right now. I think this is obvious, comes into play with my brother. You never know when you're going to have your last day. So live every day on purpose. Number three, it is important to know what you believe, but it is equally as important to know why you believe what you believe. Otherwise, you build your whole life around things that might change. I think this is incredibly important. I think a lot of people think they know what they believe right now. They think they know where they're at in their faith or in their business or politically or wherever. But I don't think a lot of people have ever taken the time to really go and question why they believe what they believe. You should be able to back up what you believe. And I think this is one of the biggest things for me is this year, I have learned so much and studied so much about why I believe what I believe so that when somebody questions me and asks me why I believe something, I actually have an answer for them. It's not based on fluff. It's not based on what my parents taught me or just, you know, just the first thing that popped in my head. It's actually very thought through. And I think that while I don't have everything thought out and while you will be figuring things out and learning your entire life and things may change, you do need to understand why you believe what you believe. Otherwise, you're going to be building your life, your business, everything around something that might change when you do actually think about it. So think about it now. Think about why you do or don't believe in God. Think about why you do or don't do certain things. Think about why or why not you're in the business that you're in right now, etc. Number four, God is real. I don't understand him. I don't know if I ever will, but there is without a question a loving God that cares about each person personally. I'm gonna let you ponder on that. I don't know what I believe entirely yet. As of now, I believe in the God of the Bible. I'm still struggling with it. But whatever God is out there, I know that he's real because I've had a personal relationship with him and I've experienced the love and compassion that he has. It doesn't make sense. I still yell at him. I'm still mad at times. I still question things, but I know he's there. Number five, there's a lot more to this world and universe than we realize and understand. Very few things are set in stone. Be open-minded. I think the Grand Canyon was probably the biggest eye-opener moment for me for that, to realize that life is a whole lot more complicated than we, than we make it out to be. But I'll let you think about that. Just understand there's more to life. Number six, you need to be radically honest and transparent with yourself. Only then can you truly grow. I think that honesty and just being super honest with yourself is self-awareness. I think it's just something that so many people are afraid to do. And you know this goes right along with number seven, which is um, until you face the devil inside you, it will forever be your downfall and the thing that holds you back. Like these six and seven here, they go hand in hand because like a lot of people aren't willing to face the devil inside of them. They're not willing to face the things that hold them back because they're afraid to be honest with themselves. They're afraid to be transparent. They're afraid to look at the ugly. I've had to look at so much ugly, so much nasty, so many deep devils down inside me this year, it almost scares me. But the freedom that comes with that is absolutely incredible. So be radically transparent and honest with yourself. Face the devils inside of you because that's how you're going to grow and it's, you're forever going to hold yourself back if you don't. Um, number eight, when you learn, you'll learn differently than you think you'll learn. So don't overthink things in the moment. Learn to observe in the moment and then reflect back. I think this is true on my trip. I learned this a lot. I mentioned it. You're not going to learn in the, this way that you think you're going to learn. A lot of times I thought I was going to have these big aha moments, but I didn't have the aha moments until 
I was observing and reflecting back on what I had learned. So I've, I've tried to learn to just like reflect in the moment and, and just observe and like, I'm sorry, observe in the moment and take in as much as I can. And then really think about that and reflect on that and, and learn by reflection a lot of the times as well. Number nine, I was too scared to ask for help because I was too prideful to admit I needed it. This was huge. There was a lot of areas in my life that I didn't ask for help because I was too prideful. I was afraid of what people would think of me. I was afraid of what people would judge me in my personal life, in my business, in my finances, my relationships, everything. And the day I just swallowed my pride, I ate my ego, was the day that I was able to ask for help and the day that my life started really changing. Number 10, if you change your belief, your identity, you can literally instantly change the entire trajectory of your life and what you are able to accomplish. My identity changed this year. It changed multiple times. My beliefs changed this year. I was able to do and accomplish things I never thought I was able to accomplish simply because I changed my belief and my identity. I wish I had more time to, to talk about this. I've done several podcast episodes on, on this. Go back and listen to them. Read the Mind Shift Playbook. It's a free guide I put together. But your belief, your identity, your identity, which is your belief about yourself, controls everything that you do. And if you change that, if you shift that, you are instantly able to do things you never thought possible. Number 11, success comes at the other side of sacrifice. And often that sacrifice takes a lot longer than we expect. We need to learn delayed gratification. Huge, huge. You gotta, like, you gotta understand the, the concept of delayed gratification. Taylor Welsh and I did a really good interview on this on the podcast. He talked about the order of consequences of your actions. Listen to it. It's really, really good. You gotta sacrifice. Number 12, Um, success is almost never the result of one big thing, but rather the result of consistent small actions towards your goal. I think this was huge. Um, there's a lot of things that I did consistently this year, like study religion and study God and study philosophy, study communication. And I did them for so long consistently. And I didn't have huge major aha moments all, all at once. I had little ones that all led up to these bigger aha moments or these big changes and revelations that I had. Um, and if I wouldn't have done things consistently, they wouldn't have happened. Number 13, relationships are everything. I undervalued them up until this point. I'm just going to let you think about that, study that. Relationships are single-handedly probably the, the greatest, your greatest asset in life and allow you to learn so much. Number 14, without purpose and meaning, your work isn't very sustainable. You will continue to feel lost until you begin to work on something that excites you. In 2020, we're going to be making a move into more political and religious topics. We're still going to talk about entrepreneurship, but I'm very passionate about politics and bridging the gap between entrepreneurship and politics and religion. And it excites me and and I'm very passionate about it. There were several things I tried this year and several things in the past that I was very good at that I did, but I was bored and they kind of felt meaningless and they kind of felt I didn't have a purpose. And it was only when I worked on things that gave me meaning and gave me purpose that, or that excited me, that actually gave me that meaning and that purpose that I was looking for. And I really truly believe that when you find the thing that excites you, that's what's going to be sustainable. Number 15, life is incredibly more filling and meaningful when it's about more than just yourself. Pretty self-explanatory. Number 17, I'm sorry, number 16, the real secret to success is just focus and discipline. Let me repeat that. Number 16, the real secret to success is just focus and discipline. Number 17, you go a lot farther when you have the right people on your team. Huge shout out to my team this year. Anne, Carrie, Daxi, Ryan, Lauren, 
Ivy. Thank you guys. Seriously, you guys were amazing and incredible. And Gustin, you as well. Number 18, never, ever, ever let go of a real, true, unwavering, loyal friendship. It is very, very rare. I can't tell you how many people showed their true colors to me this year and how very few true friends I actually have. I want to give a huge shout out to my best friends and people that have had my back and are just amazing, amazing human beings. Um, Andrew, Austin, Micah, Aaron, uh, Logan, like I appreciate you guys so much. And I know you guys don't know who those are, but if you guys are listening, I appreciate you guys. These are like real true friends. Uh, Cody Near has also been someone that I've become very, very close with this year. Um, and I just, yeah, I just really, really appreciate them. So thank you. Number 19, you absolutely positively must stop caring about what other people think and stop worrying about their opinions. It's crippling you. It crippled me. It held me back. It made me not want to take risks. It made me worried about the content that I was producing. It held me back from doing what I loved to do in life because I was too busy comparing myself. Stop worrying about what other people think and just go do it. Number 20, trust in your ability to figure it out. You've got to do this. You've got to trust in your ability. And let me tell you, number 20 goes right along with number 21, which is sales is the single greatest skill that any entrepreneur or person can possess. Listen, like the reason I am so confident in my skills, the reason I'm so confident in my ability to figure things out is because I know how to communicate well and because I know how to sell well. If you doubt your skill set, if you doubt your ability to go figure things out, it's probably because you doubt your skill set. You don't think that you have the skills of what it takes. If you learned how to sell, if you learned sales and communication, those things, those fundamental principles, you will have so much more confidence. You'll be able to get what you want more out of life. I beg you to please learn sales and communication because it will fundamentally change your life. Whether you learn from me or not, I don't care. But seriously, those things will change your life. And there's a huge, huge takeaway. The reason I was willing to spend a lot of money, a lot of money in going on a world trip and selling my company for much less than what I could have sold it for and taking risks is because I believe in my confidence and believe in my ability to figure things out. And I believe in my ability to figure things out because I know how to sell and communicate well. Uh, number 22, which goes right along with this, your ability to communicate directly impacts the amount of success you will have. Whether you're team building, relationship building, business building, it doesn't matter. Your ability to communicate directly affects your ability to succeed. I'm serious. Number 23, once you know what you believe and why you believe it, building a brand becomes very simple. Building a business becomes very simple. I don't have time to explain that, but go watch my Facebook Live that I did recently on this um, back in uh, mid-December. Um, listen to How to Build a Brand um, podcast episode that I did that explains some of that as well. But seriously, you got to know why you believe what you believe. Number 24, I am very passionate about more than just entrepreneurship, I found out. I'm passionate about politics. I'm passionate about social issues. I'm passionate about religion. And most importantly, I'm passionate about changing people's lives. I'm about to make an announcement in number 25 here, the last big takeaway that some of you have already heard. You've seen it on Facebook. But I think one of the big takeaways this year was when I stopped worrying about what other people think, when I started trusting my ability to figure it out, when I started searching, when I started seeking truth, when I started knowing what I believe, what I believe, or why I believe what I believe, I found out what I was passionate about. And I think the reason that I didn't go into politics earlier, or, or at least not even just politics, but like social issues and political issues and talking about issues that I believe matter, whether it's politics or religion or, or whatever, is because I worried about what other people would think. And the more I became 
okay with who I was throughout this entire process of this year and this mentally be, you know, mental beating of a year that I had, I became very certain in some things. I became more certain about what I believed and what I was passionate about. And I realized that the reason I hadn't got into those things earlier is because I was afraid of what other people thought. And once I got over what other people thought, I thought, oh, well, I can do these things now. And who cares if I don't make money right away? Who cares if I fail at it right away? If I'm passionate about this, if I want to do this about this for the rest of my life, well, then guess what? That's what I'm going to do. And at least I know that I'm going to be happy for the rest of my life doing this thing. And I realized that I had a, a greater passion than just entrepreneurship. My brother was very involved in politics. My family has you know, grown up in a pretty religious community. And I've been very passionate about finding out the truth in, in God and in religion. And I love helping people. And I think social issues are very important. And so um, number 25 kind of goes into this is through traveling and through this year, I realized that I am an American through and through. I love America. I love the constitution. I love freedom. And I love the idea upon which America stands for. I'm not going to get into this. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a podcast episode as to what I mean by this specifically. So don't, please don't think that I think Americans are better than other people. I don't. I just, I love America. I'm, I'm an American. I'm a patriot. I love it. I want to fight for this country. I, I love this country. I love helping people in this country. I love the freedom that this country brings and the idea that this country brings. And I'm passionate about that. And I want to do that for the rest of my life. I want to help people become the best version of themselves in this country for the rest of my life. That is where I feel called. And I don't believe that there is anything that I would rather fight for than for this country and for the freedom that this brings and for what I believe to be true in this country and for the, the biblical principles upon which it was founded upon. And so in 2020, Think Different Theory is going to be broadening from purely just entrepreneurship to entrepreneurship and some politics and some social issues slash religion that I'm passionate about and really going and talking about real pressing issues, not from a Republican standpoint or from a Democratic standpoint, but from an actual just truth standpoint. And we'll be talking about things that are very, very important or that I believe that are important and asking huge questions and sharing both sides and trying to bring you actual factual evidence of what is going on. And so I'm very, very excited about that. And, and so number 25, like do what you're passionate about. I found out for me that that's entrepreneurship, politics, religion, social issues, and, and starting and creating content around that. For you, whatever that thing is for you, go and do that. Because like I said in number, um, let's see, uh, 14, without purpose and meaning, your work isn't very sustainable. Well, I find purpose and meaning in this type of work. And I believe that that means it's going to be sustainable. So I'm looking forward to an awesome 2020. All right, I know this podcast is getting long, so I'm gonna continue to wrap it up here. I want to just quickly go through my wins and my losses, and then we'll wrap up with my final thoughts for the year. All right. This year's, let's start with the losses. Let's end on a positive note. <clears throat> the losses. My brother died. Pretty big loss. I got stuck in a bomb cyclone and almost lost my life, but pretty scary, but I made it out. So that was good. I had to deal with intense personal family issues, completely unrelated to business, family drama, along with my brother dying. Um, that was, was very, very rough. My niece was born in critical condition in the highest priority ICU. Thankfully, it does look like she's going to make it. My nephew's godfather and one of my brother's really good friends passed away. Uh, my eyesight got pretty bad. Um, talk about that in another episode. I sold my business for a lot less than what it could have been if I would have waited uh, a couple years before I sold it. I spent several months on a project that was never released and it cost me thousands of dollars. I'm not going to go into what that was, but just know that I worked on a project for several months that never did get to be released because um, it wasn't the right timing. I made a mistake on my taxes that cost me lots of money. I didn't talk about this either. Literally thousands and thousands of dollars that I, I did a mess up. Shout out Brad Gibb for helping me get back on track with everything. Um, but I uh, had a big, very expensive mistake with the IRS. Uh, I had a launch completely, completely flop. My Facebook account got banned. I lost $50,000 in revenue. 
had to cancel JV deals with seven and eight figure entrepreneurs, including a funnel hacking live speaker. And I had to cancel my world trip early. Those are some, some big losses. Some took some L's, but we're not going to dwell on those because it's not about what happened. It's about how you respond to them. So let's focus on the wins. What are the wins of this year? I launched my podcast, Think Different Theory. And even though the last two months I hardly did any promotion, Facebook, which is my biggest promotional tool, got shut down um, and a lot of other negative things happened. I still got almost 100,000 downloads, just shy, over 90,000 downloads on the podcast completely organically uh, with very minimal paid ad spend um, of the podcast. We did over 150 interviews with amazing peop- uh, entrepreneurs. Um, the Patriots won the Super Bowl this year. They're going to win it again this year. Don't you worry. Uh, celebrated my one-year anniversary with Leah. I sold my business. I signed my dream client. I signed ClickFunnels as a client, Russell Brunson. ClickFunnels. Um, I signed a, a really big client, actually a retainer client, which was super, super cool. Um, I launched Selling with Confidence. I traveled part of the world. I built relationships with over a dozen seven and eight figure entrepreneurs. I faced my inner demons. I read over 20 books this year, uh, cover to cover and studied more than parts of 50, or I studied parts of more than 50 books and I battled, questioned and refound my relationship with God. It has been an intense year, guys. It really has. It's been a year of the highest, what? Maybe not the highest of highs, some highs and the lowest of lows for sure. But I made it through and so did you. And 2020 is a very bright year. I'm home for the holidays. I get to spend New Year's with my family and with my, some of my best friends and Christmas with my girlfriend and her family. And it's going to be a great rest of the year. As I wrap up this episode, I kind of want to leave you with some actionable final thoughts. That might not necessarily be me specifically, but I think that I learned for myself that I think they can apply to just about anybody. When you have a skill set and you know how to solve people's problems, it fundamentally changes your life. Because when you don't have to worry about money, when you always know that when crap hits the fan, that if everything were to go wrong, like it did for me this year, that you can turn around and sell something It allows you to live your life in a completely different manner because the question of how am I going to pay for that or oh my gosh, how am I going to put food on the table like just isn't there. That fear is completely gone. And I think that a large reason that so many people are not able to live free is because they aren't living free financially. Now, getting rich and making a lot of money isn't going to solve all your problems but it does give you an immense, immense amount of freedom to learn, to take risks, to take time off, to travel, to do whatever it is that you need to do, to invest in yourself, to get the coaching or the books or the courses or whatever it is that you need to ask big questions in life. So I, I really, I plead with you, I beg with you, please learn sales and please learn how to communicate well because no matter what business you're in, whether you're an employee or an entrepreneur, no matter how old you are, your ability to sell and negotiate and communicate well will fundamentally radically change your life. Learn a skill set, whether it's sales or something else, learn a skill set that will make you money and then learn how to sell it. Because if you have a $10,000 cost come up unexpectedly, or you have someone pass away in your family and you have to shell out thousands and thousands of dollars for you know, families and, and to get flights and travel and things like that, like you have the ability to do that. Having a skill set that allows you to make money on demand is incredibly freeing. And sales and communication will allow you to do that. It's the single greatest skill that I believe anybody can possess. You control your life, guys. You do. You may not believe it, but you do. I hope you saw that with this episode. I hope you saw that I went through some pretty low times. And I shared those with you to show you that no matter what you go through, like you control how you respond to those things. You ultimately do control the outcome. And it starts in your mind. 
It starts with your identity. It starts with your belief about yourself. If you believe that a situation is out of control, if you truly at the core of what you believe or of who you are believe that you have no control over a situation, then you don't. But if you truly believe that you have control over something, if you truly believe that you control the outcome, then you do. And then you're, you'll find ways to make it happen. And I want you to really believe and really understand that if you change your identity, if you just change the way you believe and look at any situation in life, like you control the out, your outcome and you can control your reality. Because I could be a raving alcoholic right now and never have gotten over my brother's death. I could be depressed and have no money and be just in a very, very bad spot financially, physically, mentally. But I didn't. I'm not. I chose a different path. And you can choose a different path no matter what path that you're on as well. It just, it starts in the mind. You can't control what happens to you, but you can for darn sure control your responses, which means you can control the outcome, which means you can control your life. Face your demons. You've got to. Face the things that are hard. You're never going to move forward. Like just be radically open and honest and transparent with yourself. Blame no one. Take personal responsibility for everything that you do in life because when you take personal responsibility, you give nobody else control of your life. When you don't blame anybody else, then they don't have control. The second that you blame, the second that you complain, the second that you give the power to somebody else and you say, oh, it's their fault, you have now given that person power over your life. But as soon as you stop doing that and take control of your life or take control of your actions, now you control your life and now that you control the outcome. That's what I have to leave you with. It's been a hard year. Hope it's been better for you. But if it hasn't, just know that you can make 2020 amazing. It's all about how you react to things. Search for truth. Know why you believe what you believe. Stand for something, even if that means everybody hates you. I'm serious. It's probably one of the most, if not the most important things you can do. Seek truth. Know it. Stop at nothing to find it. Stop worrying about what other people think and understand that your actions here on earth dictate your reality and your life for eternity. That's why it's important to seek truth. Struggle well. Be thankful. Fix your mindset. Take action. Take action. Guys, I love you all. It's been an incredible year. I have some goals for 2020. I was going to share them with you, but I think I'll wait for the first for the first episode of 2020 to do that. The support that you guys have given me has been absolutely amazing, and I hope you can hear it in my voice and just know that I appreciate you so much that I would never sell anything to you or promote anything or put something out that I do not firmly, truly believe can make your life better. When you give me $100, $1,000, $5,000, $10,000, whatever it is, even your, your attention, I do not take that lightly and I appreciate you so, so much. Thank you for your support. Share this episode with someone that you think needs to hear it. We're coming back strong in 2020. It's going to be absolutely amazing and it's going to be like nothing you've ever seen before. I'm so, so excited. As always. Hustle, hustle, God bless, and do not be afraid to think different because those of us that think different are going to be the ones that change the world. I love you all, and I will see you in 2020. Take it easy, fam. Peace. Yo, what's up, guys? You've been listening to the Think Different Theory with myself, Josh Forty, which I like to call a new paradigm of thinking. And real quick, I got a question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message of positivity and making the world a better place is if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this is out on that you like my stuff and that 
I'm doing something right. So if you could take like three seconds out of your day and subscribe, leave a rating and a review, I would be forever grateful for you. Also, I want to hear from you. I want to know your feedback, your ideas, and your questions for future episodes. So be sure to hit me up on Instagram in the DM at Josh Forty or via email contact at thinkdifferenttheory.com.